Welcome to the Don Pravda and Erica Gray show, The Twist. Welcome folks to The Twist. I'm Erica Gray. And I'm Don Pravda. And tonight we're going to provide you a short commentary on the European Union's State of the Union address, which took place this morning. And Ursula von der Leyen gave the address and there was some real insights into the world that is now evolving the new world order based on von der Leyen's speech. Would, would you agree with that, Don? Yeah, can't wait for this new world order. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> loving it, loving it, loving it. Maybe if uh, you want to become a dictator, perfect place to be was, was at the European Union this morning. You got to like her shirt. Yeah. Look, she's matching the flag. And that's pretty good. I don't know where she found the jacket to match the stars. Maybe they custom made that jacket. What do you think? Uh, maybe she went to uh, some of the top designers in European film and they decided that the blouse has to match the flag and the gold outfit matches the stars. Reminds me of Macron. Good, good when, casting. When he compared himself to Jupiter and he came out when he was elected and at his inauguration, he played the European Union's anthem, Beethoven's Ode to Joy. And I think this was for her a watershed moment in her decisions that she put forward. And that's why she's matching the flag. Would you agree with that, with some of these decisions that came out? Uh, yes, it's a, it's a very historical time for this organization. And it's just the beginning. Now, why would you say a dictator? Because it's a uh, democracy. When I hear these expressions of new world order, uh, something's happening. Let's just say the soup is hot. Our future is at stake and it's very, very perplexing and dangerous times. So you're not fully trusting of the European Union? Well, when, when life is being shattered and the dollar weakens or the euro possibly tanks, what's next? And that's where some very influential people come in in the bad times and life could get worse. As but this empire, <clears throat> the European empire is good for Israel because there's an association agreement with Israel and trade is. and Israel is, as we learned at the Jerusalem Post, how well the industries are doing in Israel and trading with Europe. Europe is Israel's largest trading partner. What, what's your take on that? Well, Israel is, is very important to nations of Europe. Let's also remember Israel is going through a crisis in inflation. The cost of living is extraordinarily high. The, uh, the cost to buy property is very high. And they are stressed in their economies. So Europe is a very, very important trade partner. And many of the Jews uh, in Europe from I mean, the Jews in Israel have European roots, including that of Eastern Europe and Russia. Yes, but I've written some notes of what Ursula von der Leyen talked about. She talked about, well, first of all, how Europe is making its own batteries. And I remember the battery directive 
What was concerning about this battery directive in Europe making its own batteries is that the laws of, on the batteries or these stipulations, the specifications other nations will need to comply with or they can't trade their batteries in the European Union. So we have another area where Europe is making its own product, but also right. nations have to adopt the laws to trade with this empire. She talked about the CHIPS right. Act, a European sovereignty fund. She didn't go into details. I'm curious about that. There will be more about that later. And she talked about the future of the industry is going to be made in Europe because Europe does not want to rely on autocratic empires. And so we're seeing this real regional split that I've talked about on this show because of the Russia-Ukraine war and Russia teamed with China, India, and other nations. And what I think, Don, and yes. would you agree with this, that from this State of the Union, you're seeing not just a split now with the West, but the West talking about forming organizations that almost solidify this new order, but also move away from the international organizations, rules-based order that we were in. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? And you heard it yourself. We listened to Ursula von der Leyen talk about the, uh, what was it, the democratic, uh, democratic Defense of Democracy Act, which the U.S. has one, but this variety of Europe's is going to be different. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? And this, uh, Manfred Weber, who is the president of the EPP, he recommended a union of democratic economies on a global level. So they're talking to, wait, hold on, Dan, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'll put the notes yeah. up for you. Re reading. Okay, sorry, I like this. <laughs> okay, there, there's the notes. So yeah, he, this, this union of democratic economies on a global level. So we're really seeing a change in the the landscape and this is still evolving and we're reporting it to you on this channel as this new order is evolving. And your thoughts on that? Well, I could also ask how many of you out there in our audience have even heard of the De Defense of Democracy Act, uh, a European defense action plan. In addition, how about the European uh, convention. That's oh, being yes, proposed. yes. I mean, and she proposed a convention. And in EU politics, there's always an intergovernmental conference and they made they tweaked it so that certain changes wouldn't require one. And they had what was called uh, the passerelle and and but for the most part, one of these needs to be convened. And she officially convened one today. She started one today. And then we listened to Verhofstadt, our favorite Europhile, talk about how a defense union needs to be part of that treaty change and solidified as well. Well, uh, getting back to my previous statement, at the 6.30 national news or the 9 a.m. talk shows, does anybody mention this European Ursula von der Leyen or these acts or these meetings that are occurring. I can't say I've read about this anywhere. No, 
that's why we're having it on this show. Right, because we're having we're filling, on this show. That's right. We're filling the gap. We're we're giving that news that for some reason I have no idea why the mainstream media doesn't report on this. How about Manfred Weber? Again, he is a German politician. He is a president of the EPP, the European People's Party, a major political group in the parliament. And how the EU parliament works is the, the largest groupings of the political parties get a president that gets to speak and address von der Leyen after or address the commission president after they present their state of the union and give their recommend you know what they liked about it what they didn't like about it and manfred weber he actually recommended a european missile defense system isn't that yeah. pretty wild i mean like who would think that you know europe is going in the direction of its own army but it is see and and who's writing about it? Who's filming it? Who can articulate very much about it? I can't think of anybody. Go to lectures at back Columbia University. Can't say I've read anything about it, heard anything about it there. Everything happening very quietly and secretly. Well, and actually it's not secret. And, and I'm glad you brought this yeah. up. I got to question Andrew Duff on this very topic. And Andrew Duff is the European Union's constitutional specialist. As a matter of fact, he just drafted a proposal of what these treaty changes are going to look like, which we're going to talk about because these treaty changes are going to really make this a real political. It's already political, but much more solidified political entity. It's already moving in that direction. The Lisbon Treaty allowed for it. But I asked Mr. Duff, I said, Mr. Duff, I've got a question for you. I said, how is it that the European Federalists are comprised and the European movement comprises such, such a sophisticated group of individuals, prime ministers, you know, leading journalists, uh, ambassadors, all of these leading types of diplomats. And I says, and yet nobody across the Atlantic has heard of it. And mm -hmm. he said to me, and I, and I was speaking specifically about European federalism, and he said to me, that's a very good question. He says, and I've been asking myself that a lot. And I remember also being in Rome and, and hearing Mr. Duff at a Spinelli um, group uh, convention at the 60th anniversary of the Treaty of Rome, and he was saying, well, when Europe does something right, the media will come because the media was totally disregarding their project, disregarding what was going on, saying that this entity was going to fall apart. And on the contrary, it has continued to evolve and build. And now it's Israel's number one trading partner. I mean, it's the largest market. It boasts the largest market in the world. I mean, this is, um, and it's starting to now punch up to its weight. Your thoughts, Mr. Pravda? Well, on the converse, um, having just been to the uh, Jerusalem Forum, Israel has become a force in high tech. Israel is very involved in banking and trade agreements. And I think Israel is going to have to compete with Europe. 
compete or w right. if they build this missile defense okay. system lend its uh lend its own lend its expertise com expertise companies i mean there's already an association agreement and mm. your the israel is part of their horizon program which is their major technology they provide a lot of money for technology flagship programs and israel's part of that of you know so that they can develop new products and new companies and right. israel is part of their horizon program and israel is part of that but that's a major program in europe it's got tremendous amount of funding because europe is trying to develop that next product so that Europe could be at the forefront of various industries. And it's enlisted Israel. Israel is part of that. Israel is the miracle in the Middle East. Of course, Israel is looking for new markets and opportunities. And they're, they're aligning with a lot of good people in Europe also. Yes. Aligning Let's with a lot of good them. people. So yeah. anyway, folks, what's happening, I, I think, Don, the long and short of it is that we really are in a new order. And Europe is making decisions that you could see that this empire is going to grow stronger, be more powerful in the days to come. And Definitely. the U.S., it was interesting when she talked about meeting with Biden and the initiative. The initiative wasn't a U.S. initiative. The initiative was a European Union initiative that they want Biden to come in on. And so you're also seeing not only Europe write the rules for the world in several areas now, but also taking initiatives that the U.S. is following along in and, and Biden is desperately trying to hang on to the old war world order that went bye-bye. Wouldn't you say the old world order is bye-bye? Well, definitely going through major changes. We do remember there was a time when the buggy whip business was a very big one, a very dynamic one. And, <laughs> the buggy whip business. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what would make you just think of the buggy whip business? Buggy whips, yeah. Buggy whips. N not too important these days, I would say. In fact, uh, uh, I don't see too many horse and wagons out there. Just, you know, now and then <laughs> you see a man on the fruit. Wait, sorry. Right. And among some other things, and uh, I'd also have to say, uh, how many dinosaurs have you seen lately? Maybe in the Jurassic Park, you've seen a few other than that. It's all past. So we're entering a totally new age in history. And that's what we're following on this show. Exactly. And we're giving you the reports that you're not getting in the mainstream media. And we're looking at the statements, reporting them here, looking at those developments. And we will be following up and giving you more information as they develop. And one final thing I want to say is the infrastructure is already there for the EU Army. It's already there through what's called PESCO. And not only is the infrastructure there, but then they have what's called their strategic compass, which added even more, more, more. So the, the infrastructure for the Army is already there. Hmm. And it's just Amazing. solidifying it. It's just putting the final touches on it. 
that I believe is what they're talking about and what Verhofstadt is talking about by a defense union and making it so that it's solidified and it is a bona fide European Union army and then they even have a place for it with NATO. But guess what? NATO is not necessarily the, it, it's a branch of it, not the main source of European defense. So anyway, that's it for our commentary on Ursula von der Leyen's State of the Union speech. Any final words from you, Don? Well, follow the bouncing ball. Follow the EU. We're going to be following the European media. Tune in next time for more from Don Provder and Erica Gray for their twist on world news.